Saudi Cup and welcome to another Wrestling Wednesday on the weekend. Welcome to the Funkin' Pod and yeah, Wrestling Wednesday on the weekend. And again, a week full of amazing matches, amazing storyline development. So let's dive just right into it. Uh, a few days away from Extreme Rules. Uh, all right, so let's start with AW because, well, WWE, the pay-per-view is coming up so let's save this for the end so that we have the i don't know the best thing for last save the best for last not sure but let's just save this for last so we can talk about what's happening down the road so starting with the dynamite grand slam on wednesday and kicking off the show brian danielson the american dragon which is according to a famous german tiktok and instagram account like uh a B-movie character name, <laughs> or like a B-movie name, I believe. Uh, that was nice. Um, still, Brian Danielson, of course, super mega star. His first appearance versus the best bout machine, Kenny Omega. And it was pretty awesome. The ending is what we have to talk about because we, again, as always on this podcast, we focus not only on just recapping the matches because there are like seven gazillion podcasts out there, but we try to look at the build-up, the setting, the, the storytelling, the storyline involved. And the storyline involved was Brian Danielson comes to AW, not because he's mad at WWE or anything. He thanked them officially. It's like an open letter and like, hey, thanks. I'm happy about everything. Thank you so much. I'm just here because... I wanted to. It's just, it feels cool. So many exciting new matches. I want to try myself. That's why I'm here. So no resentment or anything unlike other people. So that's cool. And he said, okay, I'm here because I want to face the best people. Fair enough. Kenny Omega, world champion, one of the best people. So uh, Brian Danielson is like, hey, Kenny, I know you don't want to defend your title against me. So let's not make it for the title. Let's just go to see who's the best. And Kenny Omega unhealish kind of accepting it like yeah okay let's go i'm the best let's go i'll show you and so then the fight the match itself was awesome i believe uh like back and forth of course as you could expect um lots of near falls also as you could expect both of them like hitting the lower finishers uh, but of course not the the main finisher um and then eventually i also spilling out the ring so that's why i'm hesitating like that was also cool like to show that Brian Danielson is not just a pure super mega babyface, but he's actually a competitor who wants to win. So he went after Kenny Omega outside of the ring and hit like a suplex or something, a snap suplex, I believe. Or was it Kenny Omega who did that? Anyway, so they were fighting outside of the ring and uh, Brian Danielson, not, not super heelish, but not super clear cut, mega clean babyface, uh, which is kind of nice. Uh, he's a competitor. And they fought to a, to a, to a draw because of the time limit. I think it was a 30-minute time limit. So then the time limit happened. First time I've seen a time limit um, actually happening in forever. I remember I've seen one before, one of the main main promotions, but I really can't remember. Was it was it New Japan? I'm not sure. Anyway, so they, they fought to a draw due to the time limit. And lots of outrage, outrage, but lots of like, man, they should have done this differently, and Kenny could have lost because it wasn't for the championship. Yeah, but, I mean, you have this time limit thing, and it is, it's never been used, so why not use it? But that's okay. I mean, it just shows, like, how hard they fight and how much they go after each other. 
right after the time limit was announced, like they, they kept fighting, uh, and Brian Danielson hit the lapel lock uh, on Kenny Omega, and then he had to be like pulled off, kicked off by uh, the Young Bucks and like Kenny Stutras, of course. Um, also makes sense they're helping their man. But they didn't interfere before, so they just interfered now, like after the match was over, and then they super kicked Brian, I believe. So that was, that was fair. Fair. I mean, it was understandable and not too heelish. Uh, so I'm all okay with it. That, leads to, that will lead to further matches down the road, of course, which is fair enough. But maybe now Brian Nelson has to like earn his title shot or something like this um, by beating a few other guys first. But it was a great match, uh, and I'm not mad at the, the, the time draw. So time limit draw. So all all fair. I liked it. Uh, again, storytelling wise, makes sense. Two awesome wrestlers. There's a time limit. You can't decide who's the winner because no one's tapping the other one out or, or submitting the other one or pinning the other one. That's fair. You have to do it again. No problem. And then with the title on the line at like a pay-per-view or something. There you go. Uh, second match of the night was MJF versus Brian Pillman Jr. Brian Pillman Jr. is growing as a competitor but also on me to be honest i wasn't a fan before uh i think he should have his own haircut but besides that uh, i think he's getting way 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 better mjf is of course the best heel in the business right now and he was just healing it up as storytelling wise he's insulting brian pillman's heritage like brian pillman where he comes from like his hometown brian pillman's mother like just some <laughs> i was about to say classy no not classic classic heel tactics uh from a storytelling point of view i appreciate that so healing it up here just to of course increase the interest in a match because let's be honest like, brian pillman jr is not the mega star that chris jericho was in his, in his previous food feud so that makes sense as well um eventually mjf of course was able to win uh, but yeah that was from a storytelling point of view again like brian pillman is like this baby face that overcomes the odds but then uh, mjf is just too much uh yeah so that was that was good uh then we had Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes, and oh my god, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> so this match, I think, if I've seen it correctly, this match got like B plus on Bleacher Report, which already leads me to no, never ever gonna look at Bleacher Report again. But, I mean, Malachi Black, the monster, right, it almost ended Cody's career and, and things like that, and just goes after everyone, and, and then Cody beats him down, <coughs> Pardon me, now see I'm even coughing after I've said that. Oh, makes me sick to think about it. <laughs> I'm sorry. But yeah, so, so Cody didn't just beat him down, of course. I mean, it was like a back and forth, and first Malachi Blackwell, and Cody, of course, hulking up in between and things like this. Arn Anderson getting involved, but not really telling Cody to like, like Cody bumps into Arn, Arn falls from the, the, the outside of the, of the ring. Cody's like, oh my god, Arn, and Arn is like, go get back after him, don't look at me. Like, okay, fair, yeah, but why that spot? Just to distract Cody for a bit. And then they're all like tied up in the corner somehow, and then Cody hits the ref uh, by by chance, of course, coincidentally. And then Malachi Black spits something black into black mist into Cody's face and then just uh, steals the win. Why would you... Malachi Black looks like a shitty heel right now. Like, I mean, yeah, he's a heel, but he was dominant before. This makes him look like shitty, like really bad. Like, and Cody is like, he's the next Hulk Hogan. And it doesn't fit. 
AW. He's 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 a WWE spy. <laughs> I can I don't know what else to say. Like he's bringing the WWE stuff, the old school WWE stuff, the shit that Wins would love. He brings it to AW right now. I I hate it. Cody Rhodes, you're a heel. No matter what you do, you're the biggest heel, and I hate you. And if you were a heel, it would be perfect. But you're you're a face apparently. Oh, I hate his blonde hair. I hate his America tattoo. I, I hate Brandy like posing and doing stuff. And, like they would be the the, the the perfect heel couple. You'd turn them again, and then then it's cool what they do because then they're heels. <laughs> this is oh god. And Malachi Black now looks like a pussy. I'm sorry. Can I I just say this right now? Even my cat is complaining. Right? Malachi Black should have won like destroyed Cody. You agree? Yeah, she does. So, next was FTR. Speaking of... Oh, okay, no, it's, a, it's Sting. He's the icon. It's Sting and Darby Allen versus FTR. Um, they always had... like I mean, FTR was like hating on Sting the whole time, of course. Um, so, okay, yeah, fair. Tully Blanchard was, of course, hating on Sting and insulting him. So, all right, I'm okay with that. Wasn't great. And, of course, like Sting has to then, I know, some of Wiggler's way out for Tombstone and then they hit like their own signature maneuvers. Yeah, it's a sting match. It's fine. Once in a while, you feel good to see the, the icon back in action. Not too mad at it. And it was a decent match. I mean, Darby Allen, FTR, of course, it's a decent match. Um, Storytelling-wise, let's see where this goes. I mean, they can fight forever. Let's, let's see what other tag teams are there to make Sting look good. But I'm, I'm assuming now it's going to be Darby Allen again on like one-on-one -on -one action and then uh, Sting just being the enforcer and things like this for a little bit, which is fair, I believe. Okay, main event was uh, Ruby Soho getting her uh, championship chance versus Dr. Britt Baker. And that was a good match. It was not as good as I was hoping for, but it was still very, 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 very good. Uh, I just thought like Ruby Soul with like a chip on her shoulder would come in and like would be like, yeah, let's tear this bitch down. And I mean, she was, it was good, but it was, it was not, it wasn't Britt Baker Thunder Rosa. Uh, also not a stipulation, of course, but it wasn't. Britt and Britt Baker kind of needed um, the help from the outside, from the, the, the distraction from her stooges. To distract Ruby So, and then Britt Baker eventually was able to, um, yeah, sink in the lock jar and win. Storytelling wise, yeah, Ruby So, the new fresh brace one, made sense. Britt Baker, like, I'm the champ, what do you want? Uh, makes sense. Then Britt Baker also having issues with the ref. It's also like a nice long term storytelling because they don't like each other for a long time already, which is fine. The interference is okay, it wasn't too bad, but. I mean, it was heelish, of course, so it makes sense as well. Yeah, that's fine. But question is, where do you go here from from here now? Where does Ruby Soho go? Um, you can do a rematch right away. It wouldn't make much sense. Um, so let's let's see. Let's have someone turn on Ruby Soho or assault her or insult her. Like you come here and you take the you you take the the championship. Ah, you haven't earned your dues and whatever. Um, so maybe that that's a that's a way to have a feud. For Ruby Soul with someone else and Britt Baker I mean everyone can face Britt Baker just go down the rankings and then have her face Chris Statlander or something right so that, that's that's okay I believe okay then we went to the Rampage Grand Slam two days later and started with 
First time match starts with Brian Danielson. Rampage starts with CM Punk versus Powerhouse Hobbs, which was a weird, weird matchmaking. But I mean, the story, <laughs> besides Punk never mentioning any one of Tass's team, Tass, team Tass's names, uh, other than that, of course, like they attack him, so he's like, yo, I'm gonna kick your ass now. Fair enough. And he did. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs did look good, actually. So um, Punk was also selling nice to those power moves. Fair enough. Hook, of course, tried to interfere a little bit. Um, he still looks like a schoolboy, though. Uh, but, I mean, fair enough. If, you, if your dad works in a business, you grow up like this. I mean, fair enough. Uh, yeah, so, and then Punk wins, of course, via GTS. Um, fair. The commentary was also actually quite quite good. Even though Team Taz on commentary was, was kind of fun. Um, yeah. That made sense, and now now this is squashed. Hopefully, I hope Punk doesn't have to go through all Team Taz now. Like, I mean, Powerhouse Hobbs basically is all of Team Taz right now. Um, so Ricky Starks is on commentary now frequently, I believe. So, yeah, I hope CM Punk can move on to someone else that makes the match a bit more, I know, entertaining because it's yeah, it's fun technique versus power, but not all the time. So let let's see who's the next to call out CM Punk. Then, awesome match, of course, the Young Bucks and Adam Cole. Baby. Um, the Super Click versus Jurassic Express and Christian. Oh, 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 if I could sing, it would be awesome. And, I mean, Jungle Boy, like, every week we see Jungle Boy, he's just pulling out more and more stops, like, amazing. Like, this dude... Sky's the limit. <laughs> it was good, and from a storytelling point of view, and also like he faced off with uh, Adam Cole quite a lot in between, without them actually going at each other for like a lot, which was which was cool. So they always face off. Also, then at the end, after the, the Young Bucks and Adam Cole won, they isolated um, Luchasaurus in in the ring, like where like then throwing Christian Cage and Jungle Boy off the stage outside of the ring, so that they could isolate. Uh, Isolate Luchasaurus made sense. Um, well done, well executed plan, good, well well told story, and then they hit him like with the finishing maneuvers and picked up the victory. Then then Jungle Boy comes back to check on Luchasaurus, and then while he checks on Luchasaurus in the ring, he just stares at Adam Cole, and Adam Cole stares back. That was that's, that is cool. That is also nice storytelling, not long term yet, but starting to tell a longer story. Uh, this is really cool. I like it. Good job. The match itself was also pretty pretty fun, of course. I mean, it's the Young Bucks and Adam Cole versus Luchasaurus and, like, Jurassic Express and Christian. Christian with a spear at the outside. It was kind of nice on one of the one of the Young Bucks. That looked cool. So, yeah, so the match was fun, and the story told, it's not over. Like, Jungle Boy and Adam Cole will definitely face each other, probably at a, at a pay-per-view, and it's going to be awesome. I can't wait for this. This is going to be cool. Love it. Then we had the man of the year versus Chris Jericho and Jake Hager. And I'm sorry, the only time I really was interested in Jake Hager was we the people. Because it was kind of fun, stupid fun. Uh, other than that, nah. Same here. I still, I still, I've never warmed up to Jake Hager. N neither at AW nor in uh, Bellator. Nevertheless, um, the, man of, same, the man of the year, like Ethan Page is... Well, uh, I'm sorry, don't kick my ass. <laughs> it's like he comes across like like as like a vanilla heel, like the the, the average heel, like just a pretty guy with just a cocky heel. Uh, like, 
And I know, I know from like the vlogs, for example, from from Danhausen and so on. I know he can, he's funny and whatnot. Yeah, I've seen it. But in the ring, like he's just a the average, the average cocky, handsome heel, and it's just a bit lame. Anyways, um, the match was cool, and surprisingly, the man of the year actually stole it with a quick roll up. Um, so yeah. And then after that, uh, Jack Hager was of course mad, and then they just beating the, beating down the man of the year, and then they. Because like he, Scorpio Sky was able to roll up Jake Hager because um, what's the ATT guy name? American top player Dan Lambert was like holding on to Jake Hager's feet for like a, a moment, and so he tumbled, and then Scorpio Sky could roll him up. And then they went after Dan Lambert, pulled him in, in the in the ring, and then all of a sudden, like from all different directions, invasion, American top team invading AW. That was kind of cool to be honest. Like Patron Sand, Mister Van Sand. Junior Dos Santos, I don't know, uh, everybody coming in there. And then also Jorge Masvidal in his fantastic outfit. And then they beat down, like the MA guys beat down uh, Jericho and Jake Hager. They take down Jake Hager with, with, with like a double leg takedown and then just ground and pound him. And then <laughs> Paige Van Sand like unloads with like boxing because she's a great boxer, as we all know, on Chris Jericho. And then they just let him tumble around. And from the corner comes Jorge Masvidal and just flying knee. Like just how he knocked out Ben Askren. And it was like Jericho should just have ducked a little bit deeper to, 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 to like, um, I don't know, copy uh, Ben Askren a little bit more. But it was fun. Uh, I laughed at it. I had fun. I smiled. Made the match way better. And let's see what American top team is going to do there. Are they all going to somehow now go into wrestling and come come there or appear there more often? That would be kind of cool. So, no, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I, I kind of enjoyed it. What I didn't enjoy was like HFO, Hardy Family Office versus the Lucha Bros and Santana Ortiz. I love Lucha Bros. Best intro music ever. Zero. Miedo. Animo. I don't know the lyrics. That was cool. Santana and Ortiz bring the, the intensity, but the HFO is just like, I don't know why. I don't know. Maybe you can tell me why it's, it's not clicking with me. They're awesome. Like their moves are awesome, but it's just, I'm just not that invested. I don't know. Maybe hard to say really hard to say um, the match itself was kind of was fine no problem with that the build up to the match is like I didn't really catch it why do, why are they now together um, I had the attack last time yeah I get it but like why did they attack them and like, like and where does this go now so long term storytelling like where does this, this go now are the are Santana and Ortiz they want to be champs right? are they going to turn on the Lucha Bros again for example now that they like showed respect last time and now they're like you know, friendly like will they then turn on them again um, let's see I mean I'm all down for Lucha Bros versus Santana and Ortiz like a thousand more times it's, it, it's like the Usos versus the New Day in WWE like you you can always watch it it's just awesome but just wonder where this goes from here uh, the match I wasn't interested at all unfortunately I'm sorry where Anna Jay and Penelope Ford and with the bunny then coming out, um, yeah, uh, nah, I'm not sure. That was not that great, to be honest. Uh, also, storytelling-wise, like, yeah, I don't know. Let's move on. I don't want to criticize too much because, to be fair, I wasn't that interested. I didn't pay that much attention to the match. I mean, I saw it like, in the, like how to say, in an angle from my arm. I'm like, okay, I see it here. But that was it, to be honest. Um, yeah. 
so Suki Gun, however, versus John Mox and Eddie Kingston, it was brutal, of course. We knew that we knew it would be brutal, like awesome, like like Suzuki, like get wrapping two chairs, just throwing one chair to Mox, he's like, come on. And then just throwing or like hitting each other with chairs, like those crazy people. That was awesome. Um yeah, in the end then uh they tied Moxie's hands behind his back and they were beating them down like Lance Archer and Suzuki and then <laughs> homicide New York wrestling legend friend of Eddie Kingston comes in surprises them takes down Suzuki uh, cuts John Moxley's like shackles in the back like unties his hands and basically this leads to them Winning, uh, they win by well. Moxie takes out Suzuki to the outside, and then Lance Archer places like a uh, a garbage can on Archer's head, and then just hits it with a candlestick. It looks really brutal, but the problem is, then Archer moving in the ring, of course, like ah ah ah, and then the camera, the 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 camera that faces the 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 white side, the long side of the ring, like really shows that the the head, like the how was it like the. The trash can is like still way above the head, so he doesn't he doesn't feel anything in the trash can, and the camera really shows that there's like so much space between head and trash can. It's like that. Oh, change the camera angle. Cut, cut, cut. And they showed it like two times. So it was really obvious. So from a storytelling point of view, like nah. But other than that, that was fun, and I hope we're done now with this because while I love Suzuki, um, it's enough for for right now. Let let's move on and move John Moxley and Eddie Kingston in a different direction. But it was still still cool to see Suzuki Gun. Um, back again, back together. That was kind of cool. I liked that they had like those throwbacks to those old New Japan times and so on. So overall, that was fun. I appreciate the stories being told. Mostly, sometimes it could be a little bit better. And Cody Rhodes, get off my TV, off my stream that I pay for. Um, SmackDown. Then, I think the main story was. Uh, the demon attacking Roman Reigns after the main event. Main event was Roman Reigns versus Montez Ford because Montez Ford's partner wasn't there. So Montez Ford just running his mouth, telling him, yeah, man, I beat him, blah, blah, blah. And you need like the Usos to do your dirty work, those bitches. And when you say bitches, of course, you get beaten down on WWE. That's how it, that's how it works. So then main event, Montez Ford versus Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns beats him down, of course. Montez Ford has a good showing for a while, but then Reigns beats him down after afterwards. Um, Heyman is like, let's show him what you can, what Roman Reigns does when he goes all extreme. And then the Usos come out, they're beating down uh, Montez Ford out of the ring and then lights out the demon. Stands, <coughs> pardon me, excitement. The demon stands on top of the on top of the ring and then just jumps to the outside, takes him all out, grabs a candlestick from under the ring and just goes to town with a candlestick on the users and on Roman Reigns. And then in the end, the demon stands tall. Yeah. Will he win on Sunday? No. A, when the one who, who wins the beatdown before the pay-per-view always loses, of course. That's a rule. Secondly, we already saw the poster announced for the Saudi Arabia show, which says Roman Reigns, the champion. <laughs> Was Brock Lesnar? I think it was right. Um, so yeah, so we know who's gonna win. Unfortunately, that, that was not smart. It's terrible storytelling. Um, then the fact that Reigns was willing to beat down Montez Ford though was kind of cool. He's not like no man. Why he didn't earn? He was like he insulted me. All right, let's beat him down. So I appreciate this. I appreciate that angle, like Roman being the badass. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you insult me. I'm gonna show you. 
I'm joking. That's a bit stupid with like the glove and stuff. But other than that, cool. Uh, I like the Roman Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is like a badass heel, like who still is happy to dish out like beatdowns if someone disrespects him. I like it. Um, what else did we have? Bianca Belair, the worst promo in the world, <laughs> versus Becky Lynch. And now, of course, first Becky Lynch. Thank you for coming back. I missed you. Her promos make sense. It, even she's the heel her promos made sense that was fantastic she's like I came back one day notice I won a championship in like a few seconds and yet she gets a party like last week she gets a welcome party and I don't get anything I like cake but it's okay I, I don't need it I don't need anything um, it makes sense Becky you're right and then of course Bianca comes out actually she wants to shake her hand and Becky's like yeah, I know what you're going to do now and then Becky just slaps her and then of course Bianca takes her down because last week Becky took Bianca down and now Bianca takes Becky down because that's what we do. Back and forth. Let's hope Becky remains champion. Uh, please don't play hot potato with that. I would assume, like, I mean, the one who wins the beatdown loses, right? Uh, hopefully in this case. But then again, in the women's division with, like, both of them, like, with still Bianca Belair fitting, like, having like this specific target audience. Uh, who knows? Maybe they're going to play hot potato now. Uh, I hope not. Because, man, the man, the man has to keep the belt. Um, we had Intercontinental Championship Shinsuke Nakamura um, versus Apollo Crews. And, of course, again, Nakamura wins. Uh, and the only... I love Shinsuke Nakamura. But, man, this, this Rick Books shit. And I have to say, like, this Rick Books shit is bullshit i hate it so much and i know it's for the children and they love rick books apparently and shinsuke nakamura for his antics the only good thing about shinsuke fights right now is pat mcafee going crazy on on the announce table that's the only good thing about it right now storytelling wise i mean they've been fighting forever now like oh get over it it's so annoying. also there's this kinsuke nakamura shit oh god it's so annoying it's so annoying just let Shinsuke Nakamura be Shinsuke Nakamura. He's oh, remember when he had like those awesome main events, Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ Styles. Oh my God, why is he in this position? I hate it. I hate it. Main story was of course that Rick Books like hit like a a, a, a German suplex on Commander Aziz. Awesome. Oh God, I I I'm just feel so bad for Shinsuke Nakamura, man. Uh, storytelling they're gonna fight again next next week they're gonna fight every fucking week now oh god so the Apollo Cruz Nigerian oh he's I thought we were over like giving people fake accents oh god uh, Selena Vega versus uh, Liv Morgan um with Carmella, of course, at the outside, and of course, Carmella distracting Liv Morgan, so Selena Vega wins. Maybe that means that Liv Morgan will win, will win at Extreme Rules. Who knows? Uh, Selena Vega, I think, is quite good in the ring. Um, I don't like her promos that much. She's like too bad. Um, but tone down a little bit, Selena Vega. Like when you were like the the manager, you are like those more composed, mean person. I like this much better. So be more composed and mean again. Um, yeah, so Liv, but let's see what happens to Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan is still one of those promising stars. Um, Storytelling-wise, Selena Vega is like, you don't deserve the championship match. I can take you down. Okay, fair enough. And for some reason, Selena Vega and Carmella are like an item there. So, okay, worked. Um, Kevin Owens then came out to interrupt the happy talk with Happy Corbin. 
you know it was coming. I mean, it's been for a few weeks now, but when Corbyn was like all depressed, you knew like it's gonna be it's gonna turn around. Like, oh. happy Corbyn is also bullshit, just like a broken Corbyn. Uh, Owens comes out. It made sense because Corbyn attacked him last week. So Owens like I'm gonna, and then he got blindsided um, by Riddick Moss. And Riddick Moss is, oh god, yeah. But why is he like? Why is he notice happy? Ha ha! I'm the stooge of. Of Happy Corbin, and he was laughing all the time while he was beating down Owens. <sighs> uh, we had Nikki Ash, that's how Cole also called her, by the way, for uh, like one time. Nikki Ash versus uh, Natalia, of course, with, with their respective partners outside. She defeated Natalia again with a small package, just like last time. I appreciate that. That's good storytelling, like doing the same thing off a distraction one more time, showing how smart she is, and Natalia being pissed again. Makes sense. Then Tegan Knox and Shotzi came out, of course, on the tank, and they took their shot uh, at the championship titles <laughs> at like Rhea Ripley and Nikki Nikki ASH. Let's see if they're gonna throw away their shot. Hey, Lynn. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, I did. I did like Knox and Shotzi in the beginning, but now I, I'm afraid they're gonna make him into like this children's cool children's heroes. So ah, and then yeah, <laughs> it started. So I mean, no, it ended well, but like my review started well. And then what else would we have? We also have Sonia Deville and Naomi again. Because Naomi makes a super long entrance, which is, by the way, very annoying. So I agree with Sonia Deville. This entrance and then usually it's downhill from there. That's what Sonia Deville said, and I agree with it. <laughs> but then she has her escorted off for whatever reason. So, I mean, they hate each other, obviously. But, like, let her go to the ring and then escort her out. Like, what? Why? That was, that was, that was weird. Yeah, that was weird. I mean, Naomi before cut, challenged Deville to a match. But, like, Deville and, like, cut off the, yeah, so cut off the mic and blah, blah, blah. But... I get it, you hate each other, but like why, like what's, uh, like what's gonna be the outcome from the story? So everything that led to the main event was lame, <laughs> sorry. Um, everything else that came after the main event, the beatdown and the, the demon was amazing. So that was cool. So I'm looking forward to Extreme Rules somewhat. Um, even though we know the outcome already. So, yeah, uh, as I said, quick outlook into Extreme Rules. And, of course, the match that everyone wants to see is, is Roman Reigns versus the Demon. And I'm looking forward to the Demon entrance, of course. That's going to be awesome. But I do believe, and I'm really scared that Roman Reigns will be able to beat down the Demon way too easily. Let's hope it's not the case. Let's hope the Demon makes it really, really, really extreme. Um... But yeah, I'm a bit scared. And the thing is, Roman Reigns needs to move on then to the next target, to Brock Lesnar, probably. Like, probably Brock Lesnar gonna be there somehow, I guess, to interfere and to set up the Saudi Arabia match. But yeah, I, I wonder how it's gonna happen. But we will see on Sunday. So let me know your thoughts on what you think is gonna happen on Extreme Rules. How did you like SmackDown? How did you like the AW Grand Slams this week? Uh, as always... Shout out at Funkitpod on social media, Funkitpod at gmail.com via email. Uh, like, share, subscribe to this thing. This would be really cool. Leave a review. That's the best thing you can do because then that's how people can find it. It's very much appreciated. Uh, until then, don't forget, always kick out it too, and I'll see you soon. Take care, stay safe. Sorry, Carl.